Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to a new dialogue. I am your host, Barbara Joseph, and I have to tell you, you guys are in for a treat. I had a chance to be interviewed by my good friend, Donnie Edwards. If you had a chance to listen to his podcast, um, I don't remember what episode it was, but he was one of my guests for Real Resilient Podcast, and he talked about his a nonprofit um, organization, Hunger Has No Religion. It was one of my most listened to podcasts and he asked me to interview me and I was very flattered because as someone who interviews other people, it's rare that you're asked questions and you are really in for a treat. The conversation was very light. Um, Some of the questions I did not know he was going to ask, but I was very clear and transparent for it. So I go ahead and listen and, and I'll chat with you again. Hey, Barbara. Hello, Donnie. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I am well. How do I sound? I think you sound fine. Okay, cool. I just, I said, let me move. I was actually at my desk. I didn't want to have an echo. So I know you said small space. I said, let me find a small space. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you for being here, Donnie. Let me do the introductions. Hello, everyone. This is a new dialogue hosted by Barbara J. Joseph, which is myself. Uh, Today, I have a special guest, uh, Donnie Edwards, and we're going to do something different today. Uh, Normally, I'm interviewing others, but Donnie wanted to interview me, so you guys get to hear the questions while I'm answering them. This is not scripted. I don't know what questions he'll ask. I'm see how this is going, because I'm just like, okay, this is different. Let's see how it goes. (laughs) Donnie, you want to introduce yourself? Yes, how are you? Uh, I am Donnie, Donnie Edwards. Um, I am actually the founder of Hunger Has No Religion, which is a nonprofit in Atlanta. And I had the honor of being interviewed by Barbara on this podcast a few weeks ago. And I just said, Barbara, you're so energetic and you're interviewing everyone else that we should interview you. And she said, yeah, so I don't feel like I am the special guest. You, indeed, are the special guest today. So looking forward to this. <laughs> I am, too. And, and this is going to be aired the last Monday of January. And I think it's so important because I was telling you how this whole month I was the one speaking, um, addressing different topics. So to have this in February, I mean, January, that's perfect because of February will be Black Business Month. And I have a lot of people lined up, one namely my um, friend's old loctician, um, April, and she's going to be the one. She's been a business owner for many, many years. And so this is will be a good ending to a new beginning. And Donnie, if you're up for it, you know, as a, um, a nonprofit business owner, if you want to uh, be available for us, that would be really appreciated because the whole month of February is Black Businesses. Okay. Yeah, send me the information. Uh, that that will be great. So let's get into this interview right here. I'm, I'm ready. You're helping me develop my interview skills right now. <laughs> and you know what? 
this is so good because remember we were talking about you were thinking about doing your own podcast and right. now with clubhouse i'm sure you see you can do it it's not that hard but i'm ready all right let's go all right so my very first question is what what i would like to know and i'm sure listeners would like to know who is barbara j joseph you know i was driving and i was thinking about that question and i think one of the best way i should start is to state who i am not mm. i am yeah i got this from the guy remember um the bailiff from judge judy right i was watching a video of his and he was doing a, a speaking engagement and he's like he i'm gonna tell you who i'm not and i'm um I'm not a lazy person. I'm not a, a person with no ambition, with no goals. I am not married yet. <laughs> okay. I, I don't have any kids yet. Um, I am one of those people. I am very focused and I like to get things done. I am a child of God. I believe in the goodness of God. I believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ. Okay. And, um, I'm just a very outgoing, happy-go-lucky person. Okay, okay. Now, see, you actually opened up one of those doors that actually was one of my questions. So since you opened that door, I'm going to walk right into it. So you said you are single. Unattached right now, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unattached. Unattached right now. Okay, okay. Uh, is that something on the horizon later for you? You're just going to let it come to you or... You know, it's not on the horizon right now. Any any particular reason why you are unattached right now? You know, I had to find that question within myself. And the answer had to be, it wasn't my focus. Okay. Um, because I realized I'm a very, like, I'm a go-getter. Like, if it's something that I really want, I will do it. Like, I wanted locks. I got locks. And then I took cut my hair. <laughs> so there's no okay. more locks. So I look in a past behaviors whenever I really want something I get it and even if it's not what I really need I put forth the effort and relationships never really been something I I did subconsciously like I did it superficially but I never really invested time into it and so now that I'm conscious of that it is something that I desire and it is something that I'm working towards but I'm not gonna go out there and be like yo you gonna be my man you know like <laughs> I've seen so many women do that and it backfires I, uh, God has such a big purpose for me that this person really has to be in line with my calling, which is, you can see, I, I'm creating my own podcast. Like not just anybody could be in your life and, and be part of that. Cause some people can be very discouraging right. and some people could be lazy themselves and they become resentful because you're out there doing things and they're not. So I, I know God has someone who will understand and will bring to me rather than deplete me. Okay. Okay, okay. Let me write my notes notes over here just in case. So uh, another thing, just reading your bio, and I'm not going to allow you to be modest here, although I know that's what you're going to do. Something near and dear to me are veterans, because I am a retired Army veteran myself, and I see that you've served eight years in the Air mm -hmm. Force. Yeah. Um, you want to share a little bit about your experience as a Black woman in the military? Because we do hear, you know, some negative, shall I say, feedback mm -hmm. about the military and women, especially black women as a whole. So if you can just 
give the listeners maybe a little bit of insight of your personal experience? Oh, I would love to. One of my good friends, she's just retired Air Force, and we still talk about the military. And there's one thing she she will affirm. She will tell everyone, I've never said anything bad about my time in the service because it helped me in so many ways. I'm reaping the benefits of it to this day. It helped me to get out of New York. It helped me to grow and develop who I am. It opened doors that I would have never gotten on my own. It's almost like the military was like that that aunt and uncle you know the one that you they say hey come stay with us and you go there you see a whole different life and that's what the military was for me I would never bad mouth it I mean I had some not so good experiences the only thing was because I didn't know what I was getting into I'm the only one in my family that's ever been air force I have a sister who was army and she only did four years so everything I experienced was because no one else would have been able to tell me what to do what not to do and so I learned so much about life, um, my mindset, my attitude. I mean, I moved from Virginia to Georgia in May 2019, and I didn't think anything of it because I got so used to getting up and go right. where you got, you just got to go. Like, right. you know, something, they're scared. They're like, oh, my gosh, um, what am I going to do? I'm like, you find a job when you get there. You find a place when you get there, but you're going to leave. And that meant mindset is like, you got to get things done. That's because the military helped me to develop that. I mean, I always had it. But it helped me structure it. Like, why are you doing this? What is the meaning behind it? What's your intention? How do you plan to get from point A to point B? Like, I had my whole move mapped out. I was like, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. It's almost like I had TDY orders, you know, like when you're PCS. Like, I got orders. And I was just like, okay, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. (laughs) So the military helped me to be more disciplined and more focus on what I need to do in life. And I read a lot of personal development books. And it's so interesting because some of the books, the stuff that they talk about, these personal development books, as far as repetition and being consistent, following through, the military had already taught me that. And so when I'm reading these books, I'm like, duh. But I have to remember there are other people who've never been there. So it made me a better woman, made me a better person, and it made me have more respect and appreciation for being an American. Because, you know, I was born in Haiti, so... I am a naturalized American, but when I see people like, oh, you know, America does, I'm like, you guys have no idea how good you got it. So it made me more appreciative of where I am today. Okay. You're making this real easy for me because you're just, you're just transitioning to, into all of my questions. So uh, you already mentioned that you're from Haiti. Uh, my wife is from Haiti as well. So I did see that, but uh, by way of New York, correct? So you were about seven years old when you lived in New York? Yes, I was in New York, um, seven years old, and I left when I joined the Air Force at 24. So New York is all I knew before the military. Okay, so don't mess with you, huh? You got that New York. Y- y'all listening, fellas? And fellas, are you listening now? She got that New York swag about it, so you got to come correct. <laughs> that grit, you know? <laughs> that New York grit, you got to know how to survive. That hustle, for real. Yes. Concrete jungle. I'm from New York, yes. myself, Brooklyn, New York. So another thing you mentioned, I heard you say something about books, so... To me, that definitely means that you're an avid reader. However, you are also a publisher. Is that correct? Yes, I published two books. Thanks to Amazon Create Space. So they okay, shout me it out. out. Shout it out. <laughs> yes. yes, it was one of my first book was Tales of a Young, Dumb and Broke Airman. And I wanted to write that book for years. And um, then I found out how easy it was to 
uh, publish it because at first it was like, okay, well, if I write this, how am I going to publish it? And then Amazon create space I go on YouTube. They'll tell you how to do it. And I did, it. I was like, Oh, this stuff is really easy, mm-hmm. but it made me accomplish a goal. And once I finished it, I was like, Oh, okay, now we can move on. And that book, um, it was just more of a release, you know, like it's just separating, uh, myself from the old Barbara. And that's why I was able to title it tales of a young dumb and broke airman because i wasn't in the military when i published it and i wasn't young anymore and i was no longer dumb so it was just like i'm telling you who i was and now you're seeing who i am now and it was such a good release and then i wrote another book <laughs> and it's called um the devil's alive tells i mean a devil alive the seven secrets of success and that book was more of like all the learning that I had been doing as far as understanding visualization, law of attraction, how to really manifest the desires of your heart and where the Bible explains you how that happened was my second book. And that one was more like, this is for y'all. The first book was for me therapy, but this is for you. And that's the Avenue that I take in life to where, okay, I'm good now. Let me help you. Um, so that's it but i have another one i'm, I'm working on and that's it's called okay. <laughs> yes and it's called love letters to uh, it's called prayers love letter letters to my heavenly father okay. so i just write prayers to my i mean that's it prayers that's it love letters to my heavenly father and that is expected to be out may 2021 okay which was my question see you don't need me you know, you just, I, was to, I was about to say, and when should we expect this wonderful book? But you just dropped, so, you know, you, you're good. I'm uh, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. wait and just allow you to do the interview. No, no, no. You're making my job. You're making my job a whole lot easier. So let me ask you this. I'm sure you may have someone out there that's listening that may have experienced what you have gone through or can relate, you know, can relate. Also, they may have some fears about wanting to step out on faith and to actually start their own podcast. Can you share what were your fears about starting your own podcast, if you had any, and what were your, or should I say, what was your vision and your reasoning for wanting to start your own podcast? Can you can you share that? Oh, I'd be happy to. My fear at the time was, are people going to listen? And that was it. Like, you know, whenever you start a project, you don't want it to just be like, okay, well, I did it. I want to see some tangible results of that. Are people going to listen? And it goes up and down. Once I realized that it goes up and down, some, some videos people listen, like yours is one of the most listened videos. I think it's like 50 listeners or something. And then there's some that has like 10. (laughs) So once I started to realize that it, it depends on who it resonates with, um, there's no real measurement. Like, you know, you could put a video on YouTube and it may get a million likes and then there might not get any likes, but there's traffic over there. You know, people are trafficking YouTube. If you can figure out the algorithm, you can get it. But this, there's nothing that I can do other than put it out there, like hope the right person hears it. So that was one fear. But once I realized that there's nothing I can do about it, I stopped thinking about that. Mm -hmm. But my long-term goal was um, I intend to have my own talk show. And that is something that I will not be afraid to share with people because it's something that I really, really want and I really desire and I'm doing everything I can, hence the podcast and make it happen. And the reason is, 
is that um, I'm realizing a lot of people aren't very good listeners and Clubhouse is a good example of that. Like people just want to talk over each other. Mm-hmm. And and then there are some people who just want to keep talking and it's like, there's a time to talk and there's a time to listen. And so I realize that's what I want to offer people, an opportunity to talk, but also an opportunity to listen. So I want to have a dialogue. And that's why the show, I changed it from Real Resilient to a new dialogue, because that's what it is. A dialogue is a conversation between us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say something, I say something. It's not like me sitting here talking to myself and you talking to yourself. It's like we're having a conversation. And I realize that's an art to have conversation, to converse with people. It's an art. And I've seen interviews where people are sharing something and the interviewer just interrupts and I'm like I was listening (laughs) to what they were saying like I was listening I wanted to hear them finish but the interviewer it's more like they want to make it a reminder this is their show Mm -hmm. so they got to take control of it and I was like no that's not what I want I want a platform where you can finish your thought and understand I'm listening to you I'm hearing you but this is your moment and so that's my focus Okay, I like that. I like that. You notice the whole time now I've been quiet, so I like that. I like that. That's good. <laughs> you know, I'm doing the right thing already. So let me ask you this <laughs> Thank question. You. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity once again. I would I would like to know for for these listeners and, and me personally, what steps do you take when you're making your decisions to just get it done, to just step out there and make it happen? What does Barbara in particular? Dude. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. Okay. I um like I try to pay attention to how do I feel. Like for example, um I'm moving out of one apartment to another, right? Mm-hmm. Because where I'm at now was um it was it it wasn't it's good but it could be better. Okay. And so I was going to go to another apartment and I look at the other apartment. It's beautiful. And I know I should be looking into buying a house. I don't want to buy another house. So I'm going to be okay with renting. So I said to myself, I'm going to go over there and look to see all these apartments. And then I found one and I said to myself, okay, we're going to go there and, and move. And then I just kept thinking about it. It wasn't a very exciting experience for me. It didn't feel like I really want to go. I just felt like it was looming over my head. And then I started to look and I said, Barbara, what are some of the most important things to you? And I don't like when I live in an apartment complex. And this is my first time really living in an apartment besides when I was in the military. And, you know, when you're in the military, you don't know how long you're going to be there. So this is actually like long term, talking about two or three years kind of move. And I realized one of my biggest pet peeves was that they have garbage outside and they have valet garbage. Okay. And which means they pick it up. But I hate seeing that when it's still out there. Right, right. And then another thing that I hated was the fact that when you're getting out of the complex, you got to wait. You're at the mercy of the, the traffic. So if there's traffic, you're going to be standing there waiting until you can merge into traffic, turn, whatever. And that's another pet peeve. So I started looking. I said, well, Barbara, if you have all these pet peeves, why is this a good move for you? And so... I told the, the the leasing people here, I was like, listen, I don't want to be in this apartment, but I'll move to another one. So I'll be moving to another one next Monday. But it was just like my decision skill is like, how do you really feel about this? What do you really want? And how does this feel? I've been fortunate because I'm single. I can make decisions quickly for myself. But that's what I try to do. It's like, how do you feel about this? Do you really want this, Barb? <laughs> 
And the answer is usually no. And that happened again. My car, I purchased a new car. I really wanted the Infinity X, the Infinity QX50. And I went and test drove that and I felt like they were taking advantage of me. And I told them no. So I ended up getting a Mazda CX-5. And I'm just like, again, how do you feel about this? Do you feel good about it? Do you Are you at peace? And if the answer is no, then it's probably not a good move. So I can't explain to people how I do it, but that's usually how I, I make decisions. It's like, how do you feel about this? And what do you expect to get out of it? Does that answer your question? That answers the question. So basically, it's more of a self-evaluation. Yes. You, you, and, and it's not essentially only based off of emotion, like how do you feel, but it's also a thought process as well, because it sounds like you think it through. I do. I do because I've been I've been in the uh, in the past where I've made emotion decisions out of like it's like this uh, reflex, you know, just like, oh, I got to do this and it backfired. So I learned from that and just how do you really feel about it? let's think this through, you know, <laughs> like let's think it through. And, and I don't let people pressure me. You know, one of my good friends, she was like, oh, you should leave. And I'm like. I appreciate what you're saying, but at the end of the day, I'm going to do what's best for me. And that's another thing I tell myself, do what is best for you. So I might talk to someone and be like, hey, what do you think about this? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm like, uh, if I don't feel good about it, I'm not doing it. I don't care if I just wasted an hour of your time <laughs> like, because I'm trying to let my spirit lead me. And that's what I, as a woman of faith, I know the answer already exists. And it's just important for me to allow that answer to come to me rather than find out the hard way. Okay. Now, besides having that New York swag that we have, you know, that, 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 that concrete jungle, that hustle we have, what motivates Barbara? What motivates you to get out there and work to pursue your dreams? Is it the end result? Is it money? Is it legacy? What is it? You know what? That's a good question. I need to ask myself, what is my motivation? And it's it's always been like get it done, but it has to be more than that. Has to be more than that. And I don't know. The past it's been like, well, you don't have any other you don't have anything else going for you. So why not? You know, like <laughs> why not? That's really how I look at it. Like, what else are you doing? Why why don't you go work out? Why don't you go to work? What else are you gonna do? Like I feel like I need to be doing something. And so that's been my motivation, but I need to think about it long term. Like, why are you doing this? Um, so I, I don't know. Wow. Okay. Got got you stumped a little bit. Well, yes. <laughs> okay. Now I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not going to answer that question. I I have you know reasons, and there's ways I had to to think about that. But this is about Barbara. This is not. About but you know what? How about you share with me? Share them with me so that when I'm off this, I can really ponder about that. Well. I'm looking at the end result. Mm -hmm. What possibly could be the end result that I want to see? And how would I feel if the end result is not what I expected it to be? Mm. So in other words, if I do this, you know, if I set my mind and I say to myself, okay, I want to go outside and I want to run two miles. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. But I say to myself, okay, Donnie, if you only make it one mile, how are you going to feel? Mm. Are you going to beat yourself up? Or are you going to say, okay, I know I can do one mile. Now I need to push myself the next time to do two. So it's kind of almost like me saying to myself, can I deal with it 
whether or not it works out exactly the way I pictured it or not. That's good. You know, amongst other things, but that's that's the shortest shortest version yeah. of it of how I make uh, my decisions when I when I do things, and uh, it seems to help out. So my last it's, my last wait I, I wait before you go to the last question. I wanna I wanna share something because this yes, what you please. just said helped me to understand. Um, Stephen Colby's uh, explanation: Think the end in mind, to keep the end in mind, and that's what you did. And I like the way who is that that you, Stephen? He's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Ah, and yes, he talks about. I think that's not you. And I yes. didn't mean to cut you off. I know that was one of the things I should be so ashamed because I have that book, but I had no idea that he wrote it. And maybe that's a sign that I need to read it. I picked up that book. Wow. Okay. Go ahead. It's a, a lot of people, I mean, like I have it. I, I think I stopped at number two. So this is, I got what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> but you explained that to me because now when I'm doing something, what do you want to get out of this? Or would you be okay? And so that helped me to have a visualization of what he was referring to. So thank oh, you. Maybe that's an indication that I need to pick up that book and actually read it. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell a fib. I'm really not a book person. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me to sit down and read a book. Chances are I'm going to fall asleep maybe in two pages. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm not a book person, but I, I may think about taking the audio approach. I can sit mm-hmm. all day long. But to read a book, I'm not even sure how I got my bachelor's degree. I, 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 I'm still not unsure of that. I look at it every time and just wondering if that's really me on there. But yeah. So mm-hmm. Joseph, you can do it. My mm-hmm. last question, and, okay. I, and I hope this throws you off right here. My <laughs> last question I, I would like to ask, and the audience is maybe listening. What is something about you that you would like to share? that you have not shared with too many people. What's up? Give us a give us a little small skeleton or something, a little snippet, something, something quirky about Barbara. You know, you, you put Vicks on your feet with socks. I did that. <laughs> you sit, I did. No, you sit I, karaoke, I did. It didn't you work know. out. <laughs> I did. I don't like the way it feels, so I just use regular lotion. <laughs> but um I love to sing and dance. Like that's really my um that's something very few people know about me like I love to sing and dance and I used to want to be a singer um but I've always been shy I remember one person that I'm related to was like Barbara can't sing and it kind of put um it just kind of made me not branch out in that area Mm. and I just I love singing I don't I don't sing at all in public because of that understanding but now I'm I used to not sing at all. Like I'll post a song of me singing, and I'm like, "Oh, that's corny." That's it. And other people are like, "No, you have range. You can sing." And so I wish when I was young, I took singing lessons to help me really um, mature my singing because I do think I can sing now. I'm feel more confident in myself, but I think that ship has sailed. But I that's one thing a lot of people don't know. I love to sing and dance. Mm, okay. See, I'm gonna have you sing a little something for us, but I'm not gonna put you on the spot. And we we'll say that for the next interview. <laughs> And I wouldn't know what to sing. And that was that's another thing too. It's like I don't sing um, you know, you know, I some people like they can just start singing a song and they follow it through. I'll sing a couple lines and then it's like what what's the other words? So I don't like to do it. 
Awesome. Well, uh, Barbara, first I want to say again, thank you for this opportunity for allowing me to interview you on your show. It, it was a yeah. was it was a pleasure. And those that are listening, the thousands or the millions <laughs> of <laughs> listeners that's listening, this was not scripted. Uh, I actually asked her what she would like me to ask or if she wanted the question. She said no. She declined. She just sent me a bio. I asked her for a bio and that was it. And I must say that I definitely enjoyed that way. It was 100% transparent and 100% genuine. So I love that. She didn't give me those. Don't ask me this. Don't ask me that. <laughs> so don't change, you know. I, I was told certain uh, people when they're on interviews, they have a list of questions that they turn in not to ask them. I had I had no idea because I'm, you know, pretty much a, a transparent person myself if I'm being interviewed because you just never know if what you share may help someone else if they're listening to let people know that they are human and they're not alone. And there is someone like you that may think like you or going through something that you're going through. So I tend to share Thank you. And and I'm happy that I feel safe enough to be okay with whatever question, you know, because I think it's also important to know what kind of audience you are with because certain people, they allow you to be vulnerable. They allow you to be transparent. And certain people, it's almost like you got to hide yourself because they're not, you're not sure of what they're going to do with that information. So I felt safe enough to where I'm like, Donnie's not going to throw me on the bus and be like, why did you steal that candy when you were five years old? You know, Donnie's not going to do that. So I appreciate that so much to feel safe enough to open up and, and do something that I don't get often. You may not realize a lot of times I'm listening, even when I want to have a conversation with someone and I want to just share what's in my heart. They cut me off, tell me what they think and how they should see it. And I'm like, I didn't even get that off my chest, uh, but thank you for listening, I guess. So thank you. for this. Yes, ma'am. Thank you again. And much success with your future endeavors. I know you have a lot going on, so just make sure now when you get that TV show, I'm at least one of the people on the on the on the list to be interviewed. <laughs> if you want to be, I would love to have you because I don't know where you're going. Yeah, don't forget so the little people. Be multimillionaire if you have the time for little old. No, people. no, no. That's what I said about <laughs> you. Don't forget the little people. Don't forget. And, and, and just off script, isn't it funny how African Americans that's that's what we do. We say, oh, I'm trying to get like you. Like, no, I'm trying to be like you. <laughs> that, that is true. That, that's something we do. But um, we're hitting 30 minutes now. So it's been a great interview. Thank you so much. Uh, I can't wait for you to give me feedback on how many listeners uh, you have. And I'm going to sit back and, and maybe think about me branching out, having that, that Barbara faith to just get out there and do it. And you make things it. happen. So. Thank you. Have a great Thank night you. and we'll talk again soon. Okay. Thank you, Donnie. Thank you, Barbara. Hello. Wasn't that good? I told you the conversation was real and Donnie's a good dude. I mean, you can just hear the sincerity in his voice that he's a good person. And I was very, very flattered that he wanted to interview me. And I'm just excited to know that there are so many people who see my light. You know, I'm just so grateful to know there are people who see what I'm working on and they believe in me and they're willing to help me. So thank you. As you've noticed, I've been doing in the past, I've closed out my episodes with prayer and I'm going to do the same thing for this one. 
Father God, we thank you that you love us, that you care for us, that you're mighty to save us from our fears or worries or our uh, disillusions, Lord. We are children of the Most High God, and because of that, we have power, we have dominion, we have authority. Sometimes we allow fear to keep us captive, Lord. We allow worries and what other people may think to stop us from becoming who you want us to be. And Lord, I just pray that by the sound of my voice, anyone who's under any hesitation from pursuing what they have been called to do, Lord, I pray that you remove those hesitation, remove any stronghold, remove any hindrance from friends or family, remove any blockage, and allow our spirit to flow through them, Lord. We thank you that you hear us. We thank you that you're always listening to us, Lord. And I thank you for all the listeners of this podcast, everyone who has subscribed and everyone who will come and be part of this a new dialogue, Lord. We need fresh voices, fresh words, and uh, just, just a breath of fresh air, Lord. And we pray that this podcast will be one of them. So we thank you, Lord. It's in your great name I pray these things. Amen. All right, loveys. Bye. Mm-hmm.